Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service, 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. Did you wear a jacket this morning? <laughs> it was cool. <laughs> well, it was certainly nice. Yeah, it's like 68 degrees and sunny. It was, uh, I'll tell you what, it's been in 20 years, this is the best weather uh, for a fall camp that I think I've ever experienced. I mean, it just, it. I mean, just reading what you were saying, I, I could tell how comfortable that you must have felt mm, while you were. so nice. Yes, so <laughs> nice. So what did you learn today? What did I learn today? Well, it was a thud up practice, so full pads today. Uh, in fact, maybe a little too physical at times. I think there was one time that's probably a bit of a defenseless receiver deal, but uh, it, I guess maybe good to have those learning experiences <laughs> when when you're in practice. Uh, but they do a lot, you know, this half line drill where it's really physical, taking on blockers in the screen game. Obviously, we see a lot of that in college football these days. Uh, but as far as like taking anything significant away from practice today um well i watch the tight ends a lot i feel like the tight ends that still you know have some work to do overall you know luke has packs a punch i think but uh you know even you know varkey's gums i you know i think has got some work to do as far as um you know understanding leverage and um you know i even saw francis sherman who's talked a lot about about being a good blocker you know whiff on a couple of blocks today so uh you know i just decided to focus on those guys and see how they performed and you know to me they've, they've got some work to do i think um you know on the offensive line I, I think it's an overall good looking group and we talked to cody kennedy today i, I you know i think when they get devon Manuel back who i've been impressed with and and i know the coaching staff has been um just his potential there, uh, I think, is really encouraging. So they got to get him back healthy. I think maybe maybe a day or two. Maybe wouldn't totally surprise me if he's back by the scrimmage on Saturday. And then um, you know Patrick Kudis, I think, is uh, a guy with a lot of potential. I thought Bo Lemmer put it really well on Patrick Kudis. You know, as far as run blocking, run blocking is run blocking. But as far as pass protection, you know, playing tackle versus playing inside where he was. It's an adjustment. So, uh, you know, just in this offense, it's more it's more complicated. You know, I, I think a lot of people have in their mind that, you know, an up-tempo spread offense is, like, complicated stuff, but it's really a lot easier than, you know, these pro-style uh, attacks that, you know, Danny knows she uses. Bobby Petrino was, you know, a pro-style type of guy, even though that's ever-evolving. Uh, but there's just – it's just a lot more complicated stuff versus, you know, the hurry-up. Um, so – you know, it's been a bit of an adjustment, but they, again, they still have 18 more practices and probably just a couple more days of install, and then they should be done with that. One of the guys that uh, evidently had a really good day today, and you've talked a little bit about him, Jalen Lewis in the secondary. How yeah. did you see him today? Yeah, Jalen Lewis had a nice tip ball. Uh, I believe it was with uh, Jacoby Criswell uh, on a throw about 15 yards downfield. It was a nice play. And before that, he had a a really big hit. Uh, I believe it was Cameron Bibby who he hit. Now, the problem with it is Bibby was 
he would have gotten flagged for a defenseless receiver. You know, it, it mm-hmm. riled everybody up on defense, and everybody was celebrating and stuff. But, uh, you know, that would have ended as soon as that yellow flag uh-huh. hit the ground. Uh, but, yeah, you know, he, I thought he, he did a couple of good things today when I was, you know, just keying on him and watching him. And, you know, he's a guy that has been at times in, you know, their starting lineup at nickel. But, again, I think he, he's got a chance to be a good player. Uh, I just don't think that he's one of their five best defensive backs today. And then evidently Isaiah Satania had a good day. Isaiah, so I didn't watch the – I did not go over and watch the um, two-on-two slot cover stuff that they were doing today over, you know, in the red zone area. Instead, I went and watched them do inside run just to watch some of the blocks. Since they were in full pads, you know, it's not as flashy as the uh, as the passing stuff. But So I didn't – I'm not sure what Isaiah would have done today because inside run is just – yeah. Yeah, so that would have been all in the – you know, would I just work one side of the field – and have a couple of wide receivers versus a couple of defensive backs, um, you know, and maybe a slot too. I think in, in that drill, and and in a, in a third defensive back. So, uh, yeah, Satania is like just overall, you know, aside from what I you know would have missed today, just overall, Isaiah Satania has had a really really strong camp. I mean, he looks like a totally different player. Just his comfort level out there, you can tell he's bigger. He's never going to be a just a hulking wide receiver, but uh, he's he's definitely put on some good weight. I, I see him as a guy that they're going to target a whole lot in the passing game. I think he'll have a really nice year this year. All right, Trey, this from our Southern Structural Solutions text line. Says, question for Trey. This from Cole in Poen. Says, question for Trey. Hog offense struggled big time from the goal line at some crucial points in games last year do you think that's going to be fixed with the new offensive coordinator or still in question because of the questions on the o-line well i would hope that they improve that and recognize that that is a major area of weakness for them last year because it was they struggled at the goal line they struggled in short yardage and it was you know particularly when they got inside the 20s so i think you know part of that could have been play calling, obviously. Uh, I think another part of it was, you know, the strength and conditioning. That's something that's been pointed out to me is just that these guys were not as strong later in the season as they were early in the season. I remember in the early in the season <laughs> there were some problems. And, you know, this is an offensive line that, like according to Pro Football Focus, graded out very highly overall nationally. And uh, I, I don't know if they just did not put enough stock in some of the short yardage stuff, but this was supposed to be a team strength last year. And I thought I thought they would let them down hmm. a lot of times in short yardage. I mean, you talk about losing these four games by nine points. I mean – the reason they lost a lot of those is because what happened in short yardage and at the goal line. It is something that absolutely has to be fixed. Uh, they've got too much quality at running back and at quarterback to run into, you know, a fourth and one and not be able to pick that up, you know, against most opponents out there. So, and I understand sometimes you're, it's, it's just not going to happen. You'll get stuffed. But it seems like more often than not, it went the wrong way for them. It's, it's, it's got to be better. I think that they're, you know, going to be a stronger group overall. But, uh, yeah, they, they, they've got to get that fixed. That, that just can't happen. Not unless you want to be a seven-win team again. Yeah, exactly. 
Let's talk to Charlie. Charlie, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. Yeah, I do. Uh, good afternoon, guys. Uh, tough day for me uh, as a racial back fan. You yeah. know, obviously with everything that happened, and uh, I don't want to speak too much on it. I'm, you know, I'm 30 years old, and it's just it, it's been a tough calendar year. I, I, it's crazy just to think about as many as it's been. Uh, I don't know if you guys could probably touch on that. Has it ever been that many in one year? I don't. Know. I don't know. In four months. Yeah. Four months, I mean, it's been Chris Smith, who just had so much tragedy towards the end of his life. Uh, Deion Stutz, an Arkansas recruit, a guy that was committed. I mean, we didn't even know what to do just because that never has happened with our database. Like, what do we – how do we list Deion Stutz? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Ryan Mallett's tragic drowning, and then, and that was, what, June, the end of June? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now with Alex Collins, I mean, I guys, I literally, when I saw that, I just – I thought this can't be real. It's not. This is some kind of mistake because there was some kind of rumor going on about Sony Michelle being in a motorcycle accident. And then I Googled it and tried to find any information I could on it. And there was some, like, I don't know if it's like an auto created chat GDP deal, but it looked completely made up. And then I, mean, I didn't believe it until Baltimore Ravens tweeted something about it. Um, yeah, just, you know, Alex Collins was one of a kind. Like, in 20 years that I've been covering Razorback uh, athletics, they never went into Florida and got a, you know, a four-star caliber athlete that Florida, Florida State, and Miami all wanted until Alex Collins. And he went 1,300 miles away to Fayetteville. It was difficult. We all remember the signing day uh, fiasco. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it happened, and he made it to Arkansas and uh, was the only guy besides Darren McFadden to run for 1,000 yards in each of his first two seasons. Um, it just and, – and what a personality, you know, with his yeah. – the Irish dancing. And that was something that, you know, was noticeable about Alex Collins the moment he stepped on campus was, you know, he was going to be a big part of – he was going to be a fan favorite type. And, and he certainly was right off the bat. It's uh, – just a tragic deal. Uh, Trey, this uh, from our Asher Record Service Company live in Feedback Savage says, Ask Trey, at the end of this season, where does he see Isaac Tesla stacking up? How many yards do you think he can rack up this year? Well, I don't think it's unreasonable to think that, you know, he could be a 50-plus catch, 700-plus yard guy. I don't think that's unreasonable at all. I mean, it's it's difficult to say how things will shake out exactly. Uh, you know, I felt last year that Matt Landers would end up being their top receiver, and I, I kind of feel like he was. He didn't have as much catch, many catches as Jaden Hazelwood did, but he had way more yards and touchdowns than Hazelwood did. Um, this year it's just, I don't know, I feel like it could be a little bit more committee. I, I really like Armstrong and – Tyrone Broden, I mean, to go with Tesla and and Isaiah Satania. And it's a different offense than it was last year. I I think they will throw more over the middle. I know they're they're going to. I also think they're going to throw a lot of screen passes too, and that should benefit, you know, Satania a lot. Uh, But, again, if it's third down and eight, the guys they're looking for are Isaac Tesla and and Luke Haz. 
Well, you kind of uh, semi uh, answered that to a degree. This is from the 501 from our Southern Structure Solutions Buzz text line. This from the 501 with such a strong stable of backs. Any chance of Enos adopting any multi-back sets? Could easily see Green or Dub running that wheel route like Hillis. Wingo's yeah, a guy that always think of the wheel route, Wingo. Yeah, Hillis did it too. But, yeah, Wingo was on the, the Alabama game. Uh, I should have mentioned that when you asked me what I learned today because this was the first day I saw him do some two-back stuff. And I didn't ever see him do it in team. I don't I think aside from fastball, they didn't do it any team while we were out there today. Uh, but in, you know, just individual work, they had, you know, a quarterback basically taking shotgun snaps with one running back directly to his right and one running back directly to his left, not behind him or anything like that, but just right there. And they were doing, you know, different things like, you know, RPO option type stuff, um, you know, those kinds of things with them. So, yeah, I think you're going to see that. You'll see two tight end sets also. I don't recall seeing them do a two tight end set, though, so far. I know I know they've probably done it. But what we have 34 minutes, I think, of practice availability today in the two-hour practice. I know they've done it, but just not when we're out there. But today I did see them uh, doing some two-back stuff. Uh, this from 479. Does Trey know anything about Arkansas's first opponent, Western Carolina? I know very little about the Catamounts. Is that what their nickname is? Very little about them. I haven't even begun. Now, Arkansas hasn't begun to work on them. I haven't either. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, Trey, this would almost take us all the way up to the end of your segment, but Randall okay. is saying please play the tribute for Collins that John put together so Trey can hear it. Would you like to hear the tribute? Sure. Where will Alex Collins go on to play his college football? Well, uh, that's what I've been waiting for. I wanted to get this off my chest for a while now. All right. Uh, I would like to continue my athletic and academic career at... to play in the first quarter. Straight eye now behind Allen. Kendrick Jackson is in at fullback. Alex Collins will dot the eye. Allen's under center on first down. Draw to Collins. Big hole inside the 15, inside the 10. Touchdown, Arkansas! Collins and real estate in them some 22 yards for six. You don't don't chalk that up on the board. You don't put chalk that up and prepare for those type of situations. And just being us to hit with that adversity and being able to respond like that, I felt that was pretty awesome. 11-12 to play in the football game. Offset eye, Collins on a delay. Comes right side, Alex across the 20. Alex at the 30, and there he goes! Midfield, the 40, the 30. Collins at the 20, Alex at the 10, five, touchdown Arkansas! Collins goes 84 yards and the Hawks break it open. Collins is the running back. They load up on the right side, a three receiver bunch formation there. Allen gives it to Collins. Collins spins away in the backfield at the five, touchdown Arkansas! Collins spun away 
away from the defense and the backfield did the rest himself. And the Razorbacks are a PAT away from taking the lead. Brandon gets the snap. They fake a jet sweep. Give it to Collins straight ahead. He's got room to the 40. Collins to midfield. The 40. The 30. Collins at the 20. To the 10. To the 5. To the pylon. Touchdown, Arkansas. Alex Collins, 80 yards, and the Hawks are up by two scores. You know, it wasn't about me. It was about my teammates, and um, they needed me to go no matter no matter what. So I just fought through the pain. Fourth down at 25. Razorbacks at the 40 in overtime. Ole Miss going to rush three, drop eight. Allen gets the snap. He's going to fire to the sideline, complete to Henry, but Hunter well shy of the first down. He's going to lateral it back. Ball's on the ground, picked up by Collins. Alex has got room at the 30, 25, 20. Collins at the 15, cuts back at the 10. This game's still alive, and the Hawks have a first down. Hunter Henry lateraled it back over his head, Keith, and we're still playing football. I was thinking the same thing as him, you know what I'm saying? After he pitched it back, you know, I'm thinking, you know, we got to get, get going here. And um, when I picked up the ball and I ran to the other side, you know, I didn't know where I was at on the field. I didn't know if I had the first or not. I didn't know what was going on. So I tried to uh, pitch it back too, yeah. And thinking that, because I didn't know where I was at on the field, I would feel bad, you know. Hunter did an outstanding lateral and then needed just to go down and not give me a lateral off. You know? Would feel real bad, so I tried to get one going too. First and 10 at the 14 of Kansas State. Offset eye formation. Collins is the tailback. Alex gets the call straight ahead at the 10. Spins down to the 7. Still on his feet at the 5. Collins at the goal line. Touchdown, Arkansas. What a run by Alex Collins. There you have it. Thanks to wow. John Neighbors. That was really well done. Very well done. And, uh, all right, Trey, we're going to try to squeeze a little bit more off of our Southern Structure uh, Solutions bus text line. This from the 817 says they were doing some two-back motion lead stuff yesterday. So, Well, I mean, again, you know, I'm going all around the field, so if they were doing that yesterday, they weren't doing it in front of me. Uh, this from Piggy Smalls. Says, given the Hogs' well-documented struggles in close games last year, looking back, it's a miracle they held on to beat Kansas in the Liberty Bowl. Do you remember any other instant instance of the Hogs coming back to win after giving up such a huge lead? Giving up such a huge lead? Mm. Gave I'd a pretty good lead that. to uh, Virginia Tech, was it not? Well, they come didn't back. come back and win. Oh, that's true. That's true. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll forget but, the part uh, about not coming. Yeah. I mean, about yeah. not winning. Yeah. Arkansas won that game against Kansas three different times. I mean, just ridiculous yeah. how that game was officiated. Trey, we will talk with you tomorrow. That is Trey Biddy of HogSports.com. Being brought to you by Asher Record Service Company.